of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom as always is my pal De Quincy. Hey everybody. Thanks for coming back. What was that opening, man? Well, it was part spooky, being spooky and mysterious because it's, no, it's October and it's Halloween season. Uh, and and it's also, uh, it was also a tribute to my voice this past week since Tuesday where I've had no voice since Tuesday. Like, you know, I play music before the podcast, right? And it may be difficult for people to hear your intro <laughs> of the music, right? I you know this, it. right? I forgot about the music. Well, anyway, we're here to talk about baseball, of course. Um, we're almost done with a very entertaining uh division series we've seen the astros move on and the two upsets over in the national league the padres beating the dodgers and the phillies beating the braves and uh tonight um we're, we're, as you may have guessed we're recording this before game four of the guardians um yankee series tonight may be the last night of the yankee season the last night possibly the last night of Aaron Judge's Yankee career. Mm-hmm. I ho- I hope not, not because I'm cheering for the Yankees, but because I would like a game five because that means more baseball. Because <laughs> the uh, the NLCS starts on Tuesday, I believe. Yes. And the ALCS starts on Wednesday. Wednesday, that's right. All right, so we're going to hit each series one by one. Uh, so let's just start with the one we were most invested in. The Astros sweep the Mariners and move on to their sixth consecutive ALCS. Largest, um, the biggest ALCS, or, or should I say just championship uh, streak in baseball history. Only the um, Atlanta Braves have had a longer streak. They went to eight straight um, mm-hmm. National League Championship Series. And um, I guess the best. The, record, hmm? This is the AL record, the American League record. Yeah, this is the American League record. Yeah. So we'll just start. Let's talk about Game One since you were there. Um, how was it? Man, it was exciting. I mean, it was you know, it was a playoff game. It was everything you you hope for um, in October. You know, tons of energy. Even though baseball is a very long season, um, fans are still amped up. Fans are ready to go. And, uh, you know, the fans, you know, they showed up, man, for this game. At three um, in the afternoon. Three in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Oh, that's the one thing I hate about having these division series when the Yankees are on the other side. You are not getting any prime time games. No, no. You have to make it to the league championship series to be seen in prime, t- prime mm-hmm. time. Um, man, it was it was awesome. It was uh, – I took my mom. My, my dad wasn't – he uh, – my folks, my parents had tickets to the game and my dad got pulled into work uh, 
a meeting, a meeting he couldn't get out of, which. And uh, I, I guarantee he tried every trick in the book to get out of it. It's playoffs, man. Like, come on, who schedules a meeting during the playoffs? Uh, but my boss is cooler than his. And I called him up uh, late Monday night. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, or I sent him a text. Like, hey, man, sorry for the late text. I got tickets to the game tomorrow. Can I take off? And he was like, of course. And I was like, awesome. And um, so we went to the game. Incredible. Only had standing room only tickets. Um, you know, those tickets. Th- that's the thing about the playoffs is they, they get more expensive as <laughs> the series progresses. Who would have thought? Wow, crazy. Uh, but it was her first uh, playoff game. And uh, I've been to, you know, I've been to several in my, in my time. So uh, for me, you know, I was used to the atmosphere, the excitement, um, the energy. And uh, it, was, it was great watching my mom, like, get to experience that for the first time. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, really getting really into the game, you know. You know, I've she's gone to games and it's just like, you just watch the game, you know, you're just there and it's cool. It's great. But from the first pitch, you're, you're into it and you're hooked until the very last pitch, um, which happened to be a game winning home run by your Don Alvarez in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning, which um, just made it that much more special. Um, it was, it was rough watching Verlander pitch that first game. And I text you in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And you confirmed my suspicions. I, I, I text you and I said, I feel like we've seen this from JV in the playoffs, who is presum- who will presumably presumably be the, the American League Cy Young Award winner this year. Uh, incredible season. We've talked about it all year, how just bananas that this season has been for him, uh, given the circumstances of, of the past two years. Um, and you're right. You, you looked it up. You did the stat check and you sent me a screenshot that he has not been great in the playoffs for the Astros, except for that one series, which I don't remember which one it was, but you, you uh, also. It was the 2017 ALCS against New York. He won the MVP. That's right. Okay. But other than that, he hasn't pitched great in the playoffs for the Astros. Um, so once you uh, settled that for me, I real I, you know, I, it kind of, it helped me because I was like, okay, I had a feeling that this was going to happen. It happened, but we're still in the game. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing happened. I mean, all year I've always looked at this lineup and I've always seen like Bregman hitting um, in front of Alvarez or uh, in this case, Pena hitting in front of Alvarez. And I've always, I've always found it interesting that, you know, uh, Alvarez and, and, and Pena, Pena have, have done really well hitting behind him. And it just doesn't, it doesn't compute in my head. It's like, you would think you'd want to go after those guys to avoid getting to Alvarez. And it just doesn't happen. And then in this case, there's two outs, there's two runners on, and Alvarez is, you know, is up. And you would think he's a power hitter. Load the bases, put him on base because Tucker is at, is next, and Tucker is a great hitter. A no, great... no, no, Bregman was up next. Bre- oh, even better, Bregman was up next. He's not the hitter that that Alvarez is. He's a very good hitter, and um, but he doesn't pose the, the the power threat that Alvarez is. At worst, you you load the bases, 
the next hitter comes up and maybe ties the game. Mm-hmm. But Alvarez, I mean, he did it. I mean, you know, good for, for us. It worked in our benefit, but, you know, it was the most amazing game-winning home run you could ask for, you know, all year. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, I mean, Daniel talked about this on another podcast, which we brought back from the grave. But it made no sense to if it made no sense to go after Alvarez and to bring in Robbie Ray do that because Alvarez doesn't have those crazy lefty righty splits that you expect from a, a left handed hitter. He hits lefties and righties equally at a fairly good clip. So, and also Robbie Ray. He has a he's homer prone, especially this year. Mm-hmm. So that was it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me. Like the play they should have done when they had Seawall still in the game was like you said, walk just give Alvarez a free pass and go after Bregman. Bregman isn't uh, even though he did hit a home run earlier in that game, he's not the home run hitter that Alvarez is. At 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 best, he hits a ground ball to like shortstop and you can just force it out and you win the game, you get out, you know, you stun Houston and you head to game two with a one Oh lead. And at worst you, you have either Bregman or Tucker after him beat you. You don't let the best bat in the lineup beat you like that. Yeah, it was insane. Um, and to, you know, for, to close up my experience of, of that game one, um, I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bottom ninth inning. I, like everybody else in that stadium, absolutely lost it. Um, Screaming at the top of my lungs for a good 20 minutes. It felt like, I mean, who knows at that point. And I got home and I was like, oh man, I'm I'm feeling it. And then the next day, I'm really feeling it. (laughs) I cannot talk at all. I'm whispering at this point. And um, it, it, um, luckily, knock on wood, I haven't really sustained a lot of injuries um, being active, you know, playing sports or lifting weights or whatever, nothing too bad. Um, so my recovery time from being like sore or, you know, a little banged up is considering my age has been pretty good. Like I bounced back pretty okay for the most part. For now. But, <laughs> right, Every for day now. you get older and your bones get weaker and your muscles get slower. But man, my vocal cord muscle or whatever it is, vocal mm. cords, the muscle or whatever you want to call it, has not recovered. And mm. it is, it's been five days now. <laughs> I'm still not speaking at 100%. Um, but, that's, but that's just a testament to how incredible that moment was, incredible that, that game. and um, A testament to how much hooting and hollering you were doing. How much I'm capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. People were crying in the stadium. Like they may have been drunk a little bit, but drinking a little <laughs> bit. But, um, definitely saw some tears. <laughs> and I wasn't looking in the mirror for uh, for what it's worth. Yeah, because that it's a it was a sweep, but it was an insanely close series the entire way. Yeah. Like a a couple strikes go one way or, you know, balls batted differently than we're talking about the Astros, you know, playing game four or game five right. or, or even getting knocked out of the series <clears throat> again, swept by the Mariners. It was that close. Mm-hmm. Great series overall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's the best possible. Um, like, I think this was, I think this series was needed for the team, for the Astros. Um, there've been so many games here that they've just been running over teams and just, just taking care of business all year. Um, and to have a struggle, and, and we talked about this the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. We, we both kind of picked, we both picked Toronto to go on. Um, but I told you, man, my brain was saying, uh, saying Seattle. And, and, and I felt like they would pose the biggest threat to the team just because we have seen them so much. Um, I found out that the, the, rec- our, the Astros record was 12 and 7 against them, which, you know, it's a winning record. That's what you always hope for. But seven wins, you know, against the Astros is still a, a high number. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine anybody else having that that many more wins against this team uh, this year. Because uh, Astros went 106 and 56. Seven wins against against this team is a lot. And it, it kind of, it did worry me. And the way that Verlander pitched in game one, um, you know, kind of jarred me a little bit with, you know, um, momentum. It just seemed like Seattle had that momentum going, but the Astros proved that they could still chip away, even with the, even with the momentum um, in Seattle's advantage to, an, to a degree. They were still able to chip away at that, that lead and ultimately get the win in that game one. And then in game two, um, man, I – Game two seems kind of like a blur just because of how incredible game three wound up being. <laughs> so I do need to go back. Yeah, game two was just Luis Castillo being the man. Right, right. And everything going well for the Mariners until that man came up to bat again. Alvarez with another home run. Right. To give the Astros a lead, they wouldn't relinquish. Um, if I had told you going into the series that Justin Verlander would give up six runs in his first start and Jose Altuve would go to old for 16. <laughs> you, you are crazy. You say, okay, so the Mariners are winning this thing. Man, you know, it, it typically when something like that happens, it does not bode well for your team. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, it could be Aaron judge and Garrett Cole. Um, it could be, Clayton Kershaw and Trey Turner, you know, any team that, that they're, they're studs, they're number one guys offensively, offensively and, and pitching wise, you know, that's just not, that's a recipe for disaster. All right, but, can, uh, let's play a little game right now. Can you name the Astros who had the highest batting average in the series? Can you? Pena hit two fifty, so he was six. Or yeah, he was six overall. I feel like it was Tucker. Tucker was number five, two sixty-seven. Well, he tied for fourth. Oh, I know who it was who? <laughs> because you texted me hmm. during game one about this very man. It was Yuli. Yes, Yuli Gurriel hit four hundred in the series. You sent me a text after he hit that home run in game one. Was Gurriel just uh, – did he 
uh, you know what? I want to get this quote right because mm-hmm. it was hilarious. And I laughed heartily at Minute Maid Park when you when you said that. Well, you looked that up, Tay. Gurio 400, Bregman 333, Chaz McCormick 286. And then uh, Alvarez and Tucker both hit 267. Yeah. So was Yuli just saving his back for the playoffs? <laughs> Look, man, if he's just hot for two weeks, I'll take it. I'm- I'll take it. Absolutely. I would forgive him for all his uh, regular season sins if he leads the Astros to a World Series, man. <laughs> right. And then game three. I mean, God, we, we could do a whole episode on game three. And, you know. Second still- time the Astros have played 18 innings in a playoff game and the second time they've won it. So – you have to like their chances if a game goes 18 innings. Yes. You have to figure they're going to come out on the winning winning side of this one. Yeah. If if you're the opposite team and it goes to extra innings, you only got nine innings to win, so you better hurry up. <laughs> right. Man, that was a stressful-ass game. And a long-ass game. That game was six hours and 22 minutes, and I was Dude. sitting here on the couch for the entire time. Dude, I don't watch that. I've been telling people – all night and all day. I don't watch that much TV in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> it's been a very long time that I probably have come close to that. But I've, I have I don't have time. I don't have that kind of time to devote six and a half straight hours of watching television, sitting on the couch and watching TV. Um, I almost went out, you know, met up with some friends to watch the game. But I was like, ah, you know what? I, you could have. You could have went out and came back and the game would have still been going. Right. <laughs> But I, I chose to you know watch it at home just to be a little comfortable, um, and I could I can't imagine being at a bar for six and a half hours watching baseball, like man, it's just insane how how great and frustrating and scary and nail biting. And tiring that baseball, those baseball games on Saturday night were because that was two full baseball games they played. Yeah. And man, that game, once it went to the extra innings, just like the Astros forgot all about play discipline. Oh, man. It was rough watching that. I've never seen this team strike out as easy as they did. It's like everyone just wanted to go home. Which I understand. We had those uh, games uh, when we worked with the Astros. When they went to extra innings, it was, eventually, it was like, I don't care who wins as long as it's over with. And that's <laughs> like the attitude I got with some of those wings that the Astros were taking. Yeah. Well, there's always tomorrow. We'll, we'll get them tomorrow. Mm, yeah. yeah. But, man, where the, the offense just forgot all plate discipline, that bullpen – uh, proved exactly why they are the best bullpen in baseball. They were the best bullpen in baseball all year. And they didn't even have Phil Maton this series. Did we talk about did that? Yeah. Did we talk about him on this podcast or was it? No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. That idiot broke his hand on the last game of the season. So he's out for the entire playoffs. And for those of you that aren't fully aware of what happened, he gave up a hit in the last game of the season against the Phillies in relief against his younger brother 
And for some strange reason, he got angry and punched his locker and broke his hand. Um, instead of laughing it off and uh, maybe spiking his punch at Thanksgiving or something, his brother's <laughs> punch. He uh, The views of Anthony Garcia about drugging people are his own. They do not represent the rest <laughs> of the podcast. I was trying to think of something else. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything. Yeah, you might get out of trouble. I'm like, nope. Or, you know, I don't want to say punch him in the face. Like, I don't want, like, like that's, I don't know, man. I don't want violence. I just want him to drug his brother. <laughs> I don't know. Or, you know, you know, slash his tires or something. Okay, now we're going a little too far. I don't about, know. Uh, you're taking the prank a little too Hit far, bro. Snowball. All right, there. there. <laughs> Well, if you're, if you're, you're five Aton, seconds away from vehicular manslaughter there, buddy. Calm down. If you're Phil Maton, you're saying, who's pranking? Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah, the most but, over here. Yeah. I mean, one of the dumbest things. Ever. I mean, that that's up there with John Smoltz allegedly ironing, burning himself, ironing oh. his shirt while wearing it. That is... My favorite urban legend in baseball history. Let's see. Didn't um, what's his name? Kent used to play for the Astros. What's the first name? Yeah, Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Didn't he like pull a muscle in his back putting on his cowboy boots? (laughs) That sounds about right. God, and then there's the Rocky shortstop that like tripped up the stairs like carrying deer meat and like basically fucked up his entire career um who else was it? there was a guy that threw his neck out sneezing i don't know baseball has some weird ass injuries but yeah gang three go back to gang three <laughs> excuse us foolishness like the pitching staff <laughs> just went through and they they just proved who they are. 18 innings, 22 strikeouts, only three walks, zero earned runs. In- incredible. I mean, that's what made it so frustrating because it's like this game could go 25 innings and they're probably not going to give up anything. The way the way this offense is swinging and missing at everything mm-hmm. and the way that the bullpen is shutting everything down. Um was just a recipe for something. I still can't put my finger on it because like I told you, it was exciting and frustrating and tiring <laughs> and nail biting, all that shit, all at, all at the same time. Yeah. And all it took was a 25 year old rookie who I'm, I don't care. I don't care what the numbers say. The true rookie of the year, year in the American League. All right, Donald Jeremy Trump, Pena. just go with your feelings. <laughs> Jeremy Pena with the game-winning home run uh, in the top of the 18th. A solo shot, all you needed, all the offense you needed. Um, it was just – it was what that guy needed to really – I think it's going to give him all the momentum going forward to having a great American League Championship Series and hopefully a great World Series. Um, 
special players need special moments. Mm-hmm. I think that's that was it for him. Also, I don't know if you uh, saw this from um, Chandler Rohn. He fought, he, he uh, covers the Astros for the Houston Chronicle. But basically, what the, the, um, a couple of weeks ago, they were discussing how Pena has um, – he used to have this high-ass leg kick, but now he's kind of cut it out and shortened it. And basically, he's been showing better results ever since. And so, well, I think this is a combination of two things. Better pick, pick, pitch recognition because he's not sl- swinging at that slider as badly as he was before. Mm-hmm. And uh, a faster route to the ball. Yeah, that swing is it's, – it's gotten better mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because there was a point in the middle of the season where he looked lost. And yeah. now, you know, the last month, six weeks, he's he's definitely looked better than he has at any point in this uh, in the season. And I hope he continues because if he if he hits well and um, like I said earlier, Gurio keeps doing what he's doing, then the Astros should be coming home with another World Series championship. Yeah, and, and look, don't get me wrong, there were times during this series where he did not look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said better. One, pick, I said better pick recognition, not perfect. Right. Game one, he struck out on three swings. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first at bat. Um, I mean, he he definitely had some really really tough, or just you know just terrible miscues. You know, it just wasn't. At times, he just was not seeing the ball great. Um, and I think part of it is you know nervousness and impatience and all of that that comes with being a rookie but again a big spot like that a a historic moment like that you know i think you hope that that's something that's the the spark that that a guy like that needs and and gets i just realized that both him and julio have the same weakness sliders on the outer edge because the, oh, yeah. the Astros pitchers were doing the exact same thing to Julio Arrigas every time he came up. There'd yeah. be a fastball inside, and he would get three or four sliders on the outside. And just like uh, Pena, he kept swinging at him. Boy, was he ever. Yeah. But, um, going back to game three, I got to give all the love and respect to the bullpen. Uh, Neres, Montero, Presley, Abreu, Stanek, who apparently lives and breathes. <laughs> People were freaked out because they had no idea where he was during the first two games. They thought he was hit, he was hurt or something. <laughs> My conspiracy theory is, I don't know if you saw, but like before the series start, um, Dusty was talking about there was a sickness going around. Mm-hmm. I think he just got, everybody got sick or a lot of people got sick and he just got the worst of it. That's why he was out. Dang. That's just my conspiracy theory. That no, I got no info. I'm talking to nobody. Uh, Hunter Brown, the rook, coming out pitching two uh, fantastic innings, and then Luis Garcia. Well, Rocky. Look, look, look Garcia, real quick. Hmm. One of the what? It, it, it's you know, it's one of those overlooked moments. It's it's maybe it could be just a throwaway moment. Who cares? But for me, Hunter Brown as a rookie, his first appearance, second appearance in the playoffs. But in a big, in a crucial moment, you know, it's the extra innings. There's no score. All the pressure is on you to, you know, keep it that way. And the first thing, the first pitch he throws in the most important game of his career at this point, you know, 
two months into his professional career, his big league career. He throws a strike right down the middle and challenges, uh, I forgot who, who the hitter was. But for a rookie to, to have that much confidence in himself, to fire down a strike right down the middle, fastball, I think was huge. Um, you know, it, it might be, it might be just, you know, uh, I might be overthinking it or, 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 you know, making out more than it should be. But to me, I think that was a big moment and it, it allowed him to get through those two innings and, um, and, and keep the series alive, you know, keep the game alive. And then Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Brown okay. first person he took on was a uh, Mitch Hanniger. Okay. And struck That's him right. out looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go back. Luis Garcia rocking the baby for five innings in relief. Whew. It's good to know that he can, he's still ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even not having pitched for almost a whole week, almost two weeks, maybe. And I think the only person they had left in the bullpen was Chris and Javier. Uh, or Kitty. Or Kitty. The fact that that Javier wasn't available. Oh, oh, they're probably saving him for game four just in case. Yeah, I, I feel like they probably would have started him over Verlander had they oh, pitched today. Oh, yeah, he would have been four and Verlander would have been five for sure. Yeah. And then, of course, if there had been a game five, that had been Verlander versus Castillo, which would have been a great pitching matchup. I'm glad we don't have to worry about that. All <laughs> right. So once again, the road to the World Series goes through Houston. And uh, speaking of the World Tour, let's talk about the other ALCS matchup, the Guardians and the Yankees. Which is still going on. Still going on. Game four is tonight at 6 o'clock, I think. Yes. Okay. Guardians are one win away. Yankees need to win tonight in order to force a game five back in New York. Um, I feel dumb when it comes to the Guardians because I remember when we did our preview, I made a point of saying, "Oh, they don't really hit home runs, and they have to do all this hustle plays to score." And then what they do in, in the uh, wild card matchup, hit home runs to win. <laughs> That's all they would do. Mm-hmm. Now here they are taking on the Yankees, leading the series. So what do you think is going to happen? You think the Guardians fans should off tonight or we're going back to New York? Oh, man. Um, wow. I mean, the Guardians are sending out Cal Quantrill, who had a really good regular season this year. Um, 0-1 in the postseason. So I guess he lost the first game. I guess he lost game one. Yes. And they're the Yankees are countering with Garrett Cole, who mm-hmm. at this point feels like an enigma because either he's on or he is off completely. Um, so there's a I mean it's but he's still your best pitcher. You have to go with your ace um to give your team a chance to stay alive. Um I don't know. I think if, if Cole is the Cole that we saw in 2019, um, you know, 
if he's that guy, I think the Yankees have a good chance. But if he's the guy that has been pitching this season and last season, we, I mean, another, um, the third upset of the division series um, could very well happen tonight. Let's see. In his career, Cole, Cole is nine and five in the postseason with a two eighty three ERA. Uh, Fifteen starts. You know what? That's better than than you would expect, right? Right. I don't know, man. I don't know because this really feels like, yeah, it should be going back to New York. New York should win this game and then win game five. But after watching what happened to the Yankees in game three, their bullpen is not good at all. Mm-mm. And it's something that they pro- they should have uh, bolstered uh, during the trade deadline. But as soon as they were like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just make it work. However, and it's not doing great. No, but that's why you send Cole out because Cole can easily go seven innings. Like he's got the arm to do it as long as he doesn't give up home runs after give up home run after home run. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clearly your best chance of staying alive. Yeah, I agree. But if you're the Guardians, your game plan right now is just keep it close because we keep it close and. If we're able to score anything off of Cole, that's great. But we can just keep it closed and we get to that bullpen, we can strike. And keep doing what you're doing against Aaron Judge. Yes, Aaron Judge uh, got his first home run in last night's game. Oh, that's what else I forgot to talk about. I, You know another reason I think Cleveland can win this one? It's because of that rain out that happened. So now all the games, two, three – Two through five are all consecutive. Right. So it's not like New York has a will have a day off to rest their bullpen. This is what they're going to have going in for the next two days. Mm-hmm. So what what um what would make you the happiest? Cleveland defeating the Yankees right now, or the Yankees uh, skating by and. Um, playing the Astros one more time. Oh, man. Um, I don't I don't really care at this point. You know what? I will say the Yankees, for everything you just said right now, that bullpen is terrible. Um, judge is not hitting. And we've already taken care of business against them all year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians, I don't know. They have strong. They have they have a stronger rotation than than the Yankees, and a better bullpen. Um, I mean, I think they're. I think they are just the better team right now. Right now, going into this, um, but. But then again, if the Yankees come back down 2-1, that gives them a lot of momentum and confidence going into game one of the ALCS on Wednesday. Um, At this point, 
I like how you the, the Astros are playing. I said bring anybody on. Bring on all challengers. It doesn't matter who it is. You're breaking this down with logic and, you know, numbers and stuff. Meanwhile, I want the Guardians to win just because the jokes that I could get off at the Yankees' expense will be fun. <laughs> I'm not – you're over here trying to think logic. I'm like, I'm trying to have fun. And if we get a playoff uh, uh, championship series where the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Braves all got knocked out, the jokes will be a flying. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I – Look, I'm not going to be not going to lose any sleep over the Yankees losing, getting knocked out in the division series, by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look forward to hearing those jokes. Like it'll yeah. be it'll be great, for sure. Buddy, if I turn on that game and the Yankees are down like five to nothing, uh, uh, your phone's going about to vibrate to your desk, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a Yankees hater. I was going to try to defend myself, but now nah, I'm just going to say, yeah, I don't like the Yankees. Never have, never will. Um, and if they lose tonight, that'd be great. If they lose in game five in front of their fans in New York, that would be even better. Nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> but yeah, but like you said, they're going up there with their ace. They're going up there with the $35 million a year guy. Like, I still, I still expect, I expect there to be a game five. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still expect Cleveland to keep this uh, series close. This is going to be fun to look back at if Cleveland wins tonight. Of course. <laughs> I got to be honest, out of all the series, the divisional series that happened this week, this is the one I paid the least amount of attention to. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. The only thing I knew about this series was that Judge had been hitless until last night. Mm-hmm. And there was a rainout. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. So we'll pay more attention to it tonight. Uh, moving on to the National League, which series do you want to discuss first? Let's let's talk about the Phillies and Braves just because I don't really need to spend a lot of time on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Oops, wrong one. Braves are champs no more, defending champs no more. Um, it's an exciting time to be a Phillies fan. It's crazy that they're that much closer. Congratulations to Philadelphia. Your your baseball team's in the championship series. Your football team is undefeated as of this recording. Um, your basketball team is one of the favorites to go to the finals. And the Flyers are good, I think. And the city uh, just hosted – a very good WWE premium live event. Oh, yes. Last weekend, Extreme Rules. Yeah, so you go, Philadelphia. You are the bee's knees right now. <laughs> yeah, so I watched this game because I was I was very – I watched the entire series because I am very interested. Um, if there was a team in the National League I was allowed to root for, it was going to be the Braves since I, I know so many Braves fans and everything. And oof. what happened? What happened? Okay, I can both series, both National League series, I can break down to one thing. And for the Braves, their pitching was ass. They're starting pitchers. So they got all, all four of them. Let's go. Uh, Max Freed went uh, three in the third innings, gave up uh, six runs, only four earned, but six runs. Charlie Morton, 
went two innings, gave up three runs, and, and that was game four. That was when they tried to pull out the stops and everything went wrong. Spencer Strider, coming back from injury, two in the third innings, gave up five runs. Kyle Wright, the only starter worth the damn, six innings, zero runs. And that, so, was, that was their strong point all year, mm-hmm. their starting pitching. Spencer Strider was coming back from injury. Charlie Morton, I love the guy, but he is getting older. Yep. And Max Free just, just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it comes down to. You gave up tw- uh, 24 runs in four games. Oh, man, that's right. Oh, that's right. Philly killed him in game three. Uh, game three. Yeah. Game one and game three. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Game three and game four. Because I forgot the Braves didn't make that comeback in game one to make it closer than it really was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the base is – the reason the the um the uh, the Braves are going home and the Phillies are coming in is their pitchers just were not up to stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And everyone on the Philadelphia Phillies came to rake. Yeah, that lineup is. I mean, we said before, like that lineup is built for offense. Mm-hmm. The defense will will. Do the best it can, like a toddler trying to figure out math, doing the best it can. But that their lineup is here to match, to hit home runs, hit doubles, do everything offensively, and to make up for the shortcomings of defense. And their pitching, their pitching is good. I I talked about Noah Syndergaard earlier this year. Like he's not the Thor of old, but he's still good enough to be your third starter. And you, you go into a um, a five game series with Nola and Wheeler pitching the way they pitch, you you have a chance at and any against anybody. And would you like to hear how the uh, the Braves hitters did? I would. All right. So Travis Denard, Ronald Cunha Jr., Matt Olson, Orlando Arcia, you all get passes because all three, those four guys, sorry, hit over 400. I'm sorry, hit over 300 with five home runs. So that's that good. Everybody else, however, William Contreras, 125. Dansby Schwanson, 125. The rookie, Michael Harris, the second. Point zero seven one. Austin Riley, the third baseman, point zero six seven. Robbie Grossman, zero all cross board. Marcel Arzuna, DUI man, <laughs> did not get a hit. Same thing with Eddie Rosario. The guys, like, they had a couple guys, four guys hit from, but everyone else in that lineup, they might as well went up to that bat with a bale of hay. Like they were doing nothing. There's not much you can do when half your team is getting you absolutely nothing 
mm-hmm. every at bat. Yeah, but your guys that you mostly count on mm-hmm. were hitting, with the exception of Riley and probably Swanson. But I mean, that, Riley just... Harris, Harris might win the Rookie of the Year in the National League. It's between him and Spencer Strider, mm. but he was completely ineffective at the play and then in game four that um inside the park home run hit by who was it uh, yeah it's because the ball you know harris went for the ball but it hit the wall and bounced off and rolled like almost into right field where was ronald acuna during that i have no idea <laughs> does it really matter no not really and i've seen so so many people or news people from Atlanta trying to blame this on Ronald King saying, oh, he should have been there um, to back up Harris. And he's, he's a, what's it called? Like trying to pl- play him out as a cancer in the clubhouse. You know, that thing they love to do to young, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Nothing. But young, uh, enthusiastic Latin players. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about him? Go go ask Austin Riley what the fuck his bat was. Mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson, your shortstop, your free agent shortstop to be like, what is he doing? I'm like, go ask some of these white boys why they were just completely non-existent at the plate before you get on Acuna Jr. God damn, y'all y'all be hating these boys. I'm like, damn, I wish he was on my team. Oh, yeah. Give me Ronald Cunha Jr., please. Left field, right field, whatever. We'll figure it out. Please let me have that guy on my team. But that was the difference. The um, Atlanta's pitchers couldn't do anything, and Phillies shut down the Braves. And now MLB will be without a repeat champion for I think this is 20, 22 years now. I think the Yankees were the last one to do it back in 99, 2000. That's right. Forgot it. it's been a very long time since mm-hmm. we back to back. Yeah, I think it's the longest of all the major sports. Mm-mm-mm. So let's talk about the Braves. You're the Braves. What do you do now? I think if you're the Braves, um, it's probably time to to part ways with Charlie Morton. And I, man, I think you need to go get a top of the line starter. To, to anchor this still very good, but also very young rotation. Oh, Lord, I forgot what team I was looking for. I, was, I went to the contracts. I forgot what team I'm looking for. Uh, let's see. Charlie Morton. Yeah. Let's see. We have another year. Oh, they might have another year of Jake Odorizzi. 
That's not the guy I was talking about. Yeah. I'm thinking of. Let's see, Charlie Morton. Uh, I think he just resigned with him. Am I tripping? So he has one more year, one more guaranteed year next year, 2023, and a club option for 2024. Man. I don't know what to tell you then. I mean, the Braves, more than anybody, seem to be the most complete team in mm-hmm. the National League. Even over over the, the Dodgers. But I don't know. I, I don't know what else they could possibly do. We're going to talk about this uh, in the offseason. But, man, you go look at the free agents, it, it craters fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, – after Judge, I mean, there's nobody else. Judge and Correa. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pitcher side. Like, I assume that both Derson Verlander and Jacob DeGrom are going to opt out. But it's like, if they opt out, and then, well, if they opt out and they get signed, then who are you going to get? Noah Syndergaard, mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw, Adam Rainwright. And the hair side, it's, oh, look, David Price, a free agency. Oof. Well, I think he's retiring. I'm not even sure. Chris Sale, I don't know how you feel about him. He's been hurt for a long time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, he who shall not be named as on the Dodgers is like on this list as well. But yeah. If I'm hmm? look, look, this this is a this Atlanta team, they I don't really know if they need much more. I mean, they've got a 20-game winner, they've got um a phenom outfielder, they have uh a good young third baseman, a good anchor first baseman. You know, when you ask me what do the what do the Braves need to do, I really don't know at this point. Just hit better in the playoffs. I think. That's the only thing I can think of at this point. That's what I would go be like, hey, we it, it's the playoffs, baby. We just got unlucky. So yeah. what they what they need to do is like just keep running back. Maybe I don't know what their financial situation is because before this year, I would have said, Oh, they're always one of the teams that likes to complain that they're broke, but then they went and broke the bank and signing all these guys <laughs> to these long-term contracts. Yeah. So I don't know. Like they need to figure out their shortstop situation if they're going to try to get Dansby back or upgrade or bring someone up from the minors. Or and um, I mean, if they want if they want to do the crazy thing, they go out there and try to sign Jacob Degrom. Ooh, that would be an impact signing, top of the rotation guy to help mentor these that young. They're young guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm any kind of team that has playoff aspirations, I go to either DeGrom or Verlander and give them the same contract that um, Scherzer got. Just throw a little bit more on it. Sure. 
and say uh, we got three years to to make a run at a title. In fact, I want to see how much was that charge of time card trip. It was three one forty eight, was it? Oh no, I'm way high. Three one thirty. But yeah, if I'm someone like the the um, Braves, I go to the ground and be like, here's three years, probably what I named three years, 148, and say, hey, <laughs> let's make a run of this thing. But anyway, let's uh, congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies going through their divisional rivals, not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. And they'll be in the championship series against the San Diego Padres, who also defeat their division rival. Oh, you know what time it is, don't you? Let's hear it. <laughs> How does it feel? Dodger fans, tell me, how does it feel to go outside in the division series yet again? How does it feel? I got that naked man out here singing to you. Come on, tell me, Dodger fans, how does it feel? Y'all been in the playoffs 10 years running. All y'all got to show for it is a goddamn pandemic championship. A 60-game title that no one respects. Y'all don't er, er, even respect it because every time we talk about championships, y'all keep talking about how y'all were quote unquote robbed from 2017. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to rob? Y'all were gonna go outside that year like you do every fucking year. The only time you guys have a chance of winning is when literally a pandemic shut down the entire globe. Get them, DQ. Get them. All of that money and going outside continuously. How does it feel? Tell me. Speak to me. Tell your boy. (laughs) God damn. (sighs) Congratulations, Padres. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, without a doubt, congratulations to the Padres because this is a team that lost their young phenom in the middle of the season. And uh, you really didn't – it got another young phenom who didn't hit very well, hasn't been hitting very well. But he got those hits when they mattered. He did. And then um, – had a lot of excitement surrounding the pitching staff and still kind of didn't meet the expectations, like the full ex- expectations that um, that were bestowed upon them. Which, I mean, look, that I mean, that's life. It doesn't happen. I mean, it, it happens. Um, 
but it's not like it was a dominant rotation all year or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they still got it done. And they beat a very good Dodger team. A team that won 111 games for nothing. <laughs> yeah, this series was close. All four games were within two runs. And it just came down to one thing. Timely hitting. Yep. The Padres got the hits that they needed to take the Dodgers out, and the Dodgers just could not. That's all it comes down to. If you play these two teams play a hundred times, the Dodgers probably win 60 of them, but not these four. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one other thing I was wrong about Josh Hader, uh, whatever problems he had during the regular season, they are done. That's right. Well, I heard he's been pitching. He pitched well in September, mm-hmm. terrible in August. Um, so he got it together at the right time. Yes. And, you know, Dodgers spent all this money and they had the same damn problems that they have like every year. What the hell is going to happen with the pitching rotation? When is Clayton Kershaw going to get hurt at what point? <laughs> well, th- well, that happens this year like it does every year. But yeah, K- Kershaw, he pitched, he pitches one game, gave up um, three runs and in five innings. So he pitched well. But the problem with them is the same problem that it seems to plague them all the time. Their starting rotation, when you get to the end of the season, they're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. It's like you got all these young guys who, you know, they're they're all stars or they're rookie of the year contenders or whatever. But when it's time to actually play the games that matter, you don't you don't have any faith in them. And I'm sure I'm sure a, a bunch of that um, is wrapped up in the fact that they gave thirty five million dollars to an um, alleged rapist. But oh, I'm sorry, alleged abuser. How, that better? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could help, but he was too busy being a dick, literally and figuratively. I don't know uh, if put your put your um, let's say pretend for like five minutes that you're a part of the Dodgers front office. Yes, I know you. What do you do <laughs> to fix this team for next year? I was gonna say, what do you do first? I was gonna say first, you know, say hi to Magic mm-hmm. because it's Magic Johnson, and it's like I've always wanted to meet that guy. And then you go fix the team. <laughs> I like how you got your priorities in order. <laughs> right. Um, that's why they don't hire fans to be managers. Yeah, thank God. Um, man, uh, it's kind of hard again with this team. They're a pretty complete team as well. Um, probably, you know doesn't hurt to make your bullpen even better. Because I look at their rotation and everybody was talking about their rotation. All hold the on, hold on. I got to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I'm looking at their, um, the contracts right now. And I'm looking at all the names. I just got to say this. Fuck you, Cody Bellinger. Just fuck <laughs> you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> he did all that shit talking about the Astros when the sign ceiling scandal came out. And ever since they decided to put more restrictions on the video rooms across MLB, this boy has been a two pack of ass. 
He went from being an MVP to being a guy that you bench during your division series when you're down. Mm-hmm. Just fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anything, you might need to look at upgrading at first base. Well, no, they already did with, with Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, right field, I guess. If that's, I think that's where he's playing, right? Who? Bellinger? Bellinger center field. Center field. Yeah, they might need Mookie... to look at upgrading center field. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all the talk of the, the rotation with Gonzalez coming out of nowhere, Kershaw being good when he's healthy, uh, your uh, Udias having a, another great season, winning twenty games. You know, everybody knows that the rotation is good, uh, but nobody ever really talk. I don't really hear much about the bullpen, so that tells me maybe they need to shore up the bullpen and and. You know, like with the Astros, all we we heard best bullpen in baseball. Um, you know, other teams with other bullpens, like you'll hear how good these bullpens are. That might be where they need to go, center field and probably the bullpen. Because they've got – and you know what? Maybe third base because they're third base when they're getting old. Oh, yeah. Let me see. What did Turner hit? He was horrible. This is uh, Justin Turner, 154. I mean, he's just, you know, time is catching up to him. Mm-hmm. Been doing it for a long time. He's been really good hitting. He's been a really good hitter. But I think he's 38 now, you know. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're the Dodgers and you need to make these upgrades, you need to make these, you know, you need to shore up the left side of your infield. Um, do you go after Carlos Correa? and maybe convert him to third base just because that that was always the talk when he was with Houston is that he's such a big guy for shortstop. Like at some point he's going to have to play third base. Mm -hmm. You know, or do you hate him and that situation so much that you wouldn't give it a a, a second thought? If I am owner or GM of the Dodgers, I'm contacting Correa's, um, his representative as soon as his opt-out becomes official. Scott Boris. Is Boris his agent now? I think so. I thought he okay. was, I thought he was his new agent. No. Yeah. Cause he, he, yeah. He switched agents during the free agency last year. You're right. So yeah, I've reached out to Boris, see if we can get something done, but Let's see. Third, we're talking about third base, right? Yes. Right, who's going to be a free agent in third base? Uh, Justin Turner does have a club option, which I would reject if I'm. Well, this is me saying that as an outsider looking in. I don't know how they feel about Justin Turner when it comes to his loyalty to the team. But really, if you're looking for a third baseman, it gets ugly fast. You're basically hoping and praying that Nolan Arenado opts out of his contract with the Cardinals. Otherwise, right. you might just have to go with Turner and, and wait for 2024 or wait for some young kid in the minors to come up and shortstop. But can you wait another year with Turner, who turns 38 in November? 
Hey, we're talking about uh, Justin Turner. We need to talk about Trey Turner because he's a free agent. That's that's why I kind of hesitated asking you about Correa because I was also thinking like, what is what's Trey Turner's status? So he is a free agent after mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, okay. So going back to your original question, if if I'm if I'm a Dodgers executive, then Turner has to be your 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 um, your main goal, I think, because he is a good hitter. Um, he he's still he's still twenty nine. Mm-hmm. He had another great season, really good season. Yeah, I think I think he's the guy you gotta you have to lock in first and then go from there. I always like to see what the mark, you... the market value contracts are. Uh for Turray Turner, market value contract, and this is on uh uh Sport Track. Uh six years, two hundred and one million dollars. Okay. It's a big increase what he made this year. He has an average salary of $33 million. Man, I think you have to go. You have to give it to him because yeah. if if you're not going to pay him and you're not going to go after Korea, then what are you going to do? You're going to go get um, Dansby Swanson? Right, and you can't you can't go back-to-back years of losing whether you let let you can't go back to back years letting go of Corey Seager and Trey Turner, mm-hmm. you know, and expect to contend again or to be or expect to be as good as, as you've been. Mm, yeah, I agree. Shit, maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. They have so much money and they spend it, but. You know, you look at them, they got one title in the 10 years, and it came because COVID was putting the entire world in the, in the Steiner recliners. <laughs> right. Wow, that's a great pull. <laughs> of all yeah. the finishing moves you could have picked, <laughs> you picked the Steiner recliner, and I love every bit of it. Yeah, it has in the Steiner recliner. Right now, it has us in the, you know, in the task mission. So we're not completely, we're not out of this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess that's what you do, Dodge. You try to run it back, you get Trey Turner. They probably re-sign Trey Turner, uh, give Justin Turner his opt-in for one more year, and just hope they can make hope they can make a run. They need to go out there and fix this bullpen. And depending on what happens with uh he who shall not be named, because he has an option for next year. Still? Yep. Wow. Let me go all the way back. Because his contract originally was, it was a three-year contract, but he had like opt-outs after both years. Mm-hmm. So if he, op- if he opts out, the Dodgers still owe him $15 million. 
yeah, they have over fifteen million dollar buyout. But if he doesn't opt out, he has a thirty-two million dollar salary. And I, he's, unless <clears throat> MLB can come down and be like, hey, um, because of his of uh, uh, not arrest, but because of legal issues, you can void his contract. He's getting that money, right? Because he's not opted out. And even though I think it'd be, even though I think uh, optics will be better for the players union to say, okay, whatever, you're on your own. Of course, the players union is going to step in because that's what they're supposed to do. Right. So he's getting that money. I just looked at his contract. And he, there are some crazy things in here. So I told you he had an option after 20 um, for 2022 and 2023. It's basically the um, the Carlos Correa contract where you had the um, three years, but he got opt out every year. Right. Yeah. Also. This man has a no trade clause to any AL team prior to the All Star game, a no trade clause to any AL team after the All Star game, as long as he's pitched either 80 innings or had an All Star game um, selection. Full no trade clause if he's under Cy Young consideration in a given year. Damn. Damn. His agent is Scott Boris, right? I don't know. I'm gonna assume no. His agent is um, uh, what's her name? Loba. That is a crazy good agent, Rachel Loba. Jeez Louise. I remember her because when all the allegations were coming out, she was trying to, you know, stand up for a client. I was like, woman, shush. Sorry to get sexist, but when the sexual assault allegations start flying, it's best to just shut up and let him just, just watch. Mm-hmm. So who you got in the um, NLCS Padres or Phillies? Oh man. I was just thinking about this. I don't know, man. I, I'm. Oh, speaking of the Astros now have, because the Dodgers got knocked out, the Astros have home field advantage throughout the world series. If they make it. That's right. Which is well, we saw what happened last time they had home series through the world series. So that's true too. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's I'll make I... a pick. We're right, close to game time, so yeah, yeah. We got I'll, four minutes before the Bills and Chiefs kick off, so we're about to wrap this up, people. I'm gonna say San Diego. A particular reason why? It's because I think you're gonna go with Philly, and I figure let's be contrasting. Oh, you're wrong. I want San Diego because the last thing I want to see is the Astros go against another NL East team in the World Series. They lost Fair to the Braves, enough. lost to the Nationals. I don't want to see the Phillies. 
The good thing about this series, though, is that both teams are going to be beating themselves up mm-hmm. uh, on the field and in the in the skies. In the skies, in the heavens, <laughs> going from east coast to west coast. You know, oh. crazy drastic time changes for both teams. Uh, you know, long flights to San Diego and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't go wrong with that? If you're an Astros fan, <laughs> uh, I almost mm, I wouldn't mind either team. I think I would prefer San Diego, honestly, just because they haven't been there in a while. I can't remember the last time San Diego's in the World Series. <sighs> Yankees, 1998. Yeah, so it's been what 24 years. Yep. And the Phillies were in the World Series in 2008. Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. The least watched World Series of all time. Is that right? It might be up there with the 2020. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But yeah. All right. So we're both picking the Padres. Yeah. I, we're just making selection. Honestly, I don't care which team makes it. It'd be great to see their fan base reward with a World Series trip. And honestly, we beat the Phillies this year. Like, if we play Philadelphia, I'm pretty confident that the Astros can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's the great thing about playoff baseball. You can beat everybody and everybody can beat you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last thing for the game starts tonight. You got the Yankees or the Guardians? Um, I'll say Guardians. All right. I'll say Yankees. Let's get five in. I don't want to have too many because uh, if the Guardians win tonight, we'll have tomorrow off. No baseball. Oh, what you say? oh the Guardians win. Yeah. yeah, the Guardians win. That's me losing. Sorry. The Guardians win. There will be no game five. It means we won't have baseball until the NLCF starts on Tuesday. That's right. And sometimes I like to pick the opposite team from you. All right. Um, so this game's about to start. Bills and Chiefs. Um, hopefully. It's as good as that playoff game last year. Yeah. And I hope so because today's slate of NFL games have been stinky. <laughs> they put it nice. All right. Jeff so beat the Packers. Huh? Yeah, Jeff beat the Packers. Hell, the uh the Giants beat the Ravens. The Giants are wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Giants are five and one now, I think. Man, what a year it's been so far. Yeah, crazy times. And the right. Browns keep losing. <laughs> yeah, well, good. As they deserve. All right. We're gonna get the draft picks for the, for the Texans. Huh? Doesn't that help the draft pick status for the Texans? Yes, sir. Gotta love it. Love it. All right. So we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week talking some more sportish ball. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something. All right. Thank you for listening, sharing, download. We appreciate it, you guys. And uh, we'll be back for Anthony. I'm De Quincy. Later.